Hello, everyone. My name is Amanda Love, and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist. And today's guest is Sandra. So welcome to the show. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. So I always like to start with like hearing about people's backstories of why they got into what they're doing now. Okay. Well, I'm a survivor of child molestation, sexual assault, bullying, and rape. And it took me a good 20 years to really heal and get over it and really heal. I mean, so much so that when I tell my story, it feels like I tell somebody else's because I'm yeah. so distanced from it. But going through what I have been through and, and being able to have fully healed showed me my path towards helping others heal because I learned so much on my journey. I'm, I always be asked if I could change one, if I could go back in time and change my past, would I do it? And I was like, no, right. <laughs> I would do it all over again because it leads me to this point and yeah, able to help. So how long have you been doing this? Well, my business, this one, has been open for three years now. But before then, I had a different one, which basically I call my journey. Right. Because it was still on my healing journey, and I was still exploring everything. And when the point came where I knew what I actually wanted to do with my life and helping people, that's when Rise Above Your Story was born. And... I see this as my destination. That's amazing. Thank so you. how do people start to heal with their journey? Well, one of the major aha moments I had on my journey was that I had to observe myself. Mm-hmm. So I had to stop hoping that one day Prince Charming is going to come along and everything is going to fall off or my right. guardian angels just take it off like a blanket. Nope. I had to understand that I had to do the work. And for me, that was constant self-reflection. So Mm -hmm. when I was behaving in a certain way, I was like, okay, why am I doing this? Yeah. And then I was looking, where is the root cause of that? And so I started to unravel my own emotions and that helped me to understand. And with that, I just released the trauma step by step. And releasing and... And you feel so much lighter once you release that trauma. Oh my goodness, you have no idea. <laughs> it is amazing. I'm so yeah. happy every day. I mean, I don't walk around with a smile on my face every day. No, but I feel so free and really like myself. Like there's nothing that pushes me down and keeps me low. It's like, it's pure freedom. And you don't go to those triggering things that you probably used to go to like food and stuff I mean I still can't remember everything that happened I can play it back in my mind and when I give a public talk or something I have to go back into the story to talk about it but yeah I have no emotions attached to it it's just a part of my story and that's really what it should be I mean we hold on to trauma for so many different reasons but really it's just a part of our story it's not more or less important than what we had to eat for breakfast No. So why do you think people hold on to trauma? Well, (laughs) (laughs) um, for the most part, because we have not been taught that our body is self-healing on all levels. Yeah, 
That's true. So, as an example, the paper cup. I love this analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about this before. Um, when we cut our finger on a piece of paper, our finger receives trauma. Yeah. But we know our body's taking care of it. So we just rinse it off, put a bandit on if it's bad and go by our day. I mean, the paper cut is the most annoying wound we can have. It's always in the crease and it's always when you need your finger the whole time and it just hurts, but it's annoying. So, but we are, after we cut our finger, we don't go back and remember over and over again, the moment we got a paper cut, we're not terrified of ever touching paper again. Right. So we just move on because we know the body's healing, but the body does not care if it's a paper cut, if it's a broken bone in your kidney or emotional trauma, the body is self-healing on all levels, period. But we're always being stuck in the story because what happened to us happened out of our control. We had no control over that. We were, we lost our sense of control. And so we're trying to make sense of what happened. And that's why we go back into the story because we can only close that whole incident if we have the reason for it, if we understand it. But sexual assault, rarely we can understand why this had to happen to us. So we start to blame ourselves. And this is a vicious yeah. cycle because the only thing that makes sense is that it was our fault until we can move past the victim stage and then we're just angry at the person who did that. But we still focus on the story, but the story is not what matters. The story is just what happened. Just like I said, what you had to eat this morning. It's the same thing as that for the body. So if we could take a step back from the story and stop trying to make sense of it, because it doesn't matter what the sense is. It happened, it's part of our story now, and that's that. So if we take the step back, our body can start the healing process. So what we have to do is to stop focusing on what happened. Yeah, because then we stay stuck. Exactly, and that's the only reason because we can't get past what happened. We play it back in our mind over and over and blame ourselves or angry at the world. Right. So many different things. And then it, and then we're, then we take it out on people who didn't do that thing to us. Exactly. We blame ourselves. We blame others. We have our protective shield that we put up. Right. And yeah, it's a downward spiral. And then people aren't the person they're supposed to be because they're still holding on to that trauma. Exactly. Trauma is like, like a blanket, like a weighted blanket that keeps yeah. us low. And everything that we are is underneath that blanket. But it can't come to the surface because we keep pushing it down. And the thing is, when we push down the bad, we yeah. push down the good with it too. I mean, I have so many clients who say, I don't have memories of my childhood ever being happy. Oh, that's awful. Because they had to suppress that. But right. once we've done the healing, the clearing, the trauma is gone, then all those memories come up to good ones that I completely forgot because they're no longer suppressed. Because once the trauma is gone, yeah. there's no need to suppress. You can feel whatever you want to feel without being triggered. Right. And that's freedom. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, it's so amazing because you know that you got yourself out of this yeah 
and this makes this even better because you healed yourself after what happened to you and this is priceless and it's a gift you give yourself but you give to other people too exactly and this is where it gets difficult because most trauma survivors don't feel deserving of healing they think they have to they this happened for a reason and they're supposed right. to suffer in life and then you come to your, especially as women, you come to your mid thirties to mid forties and you say, okay, my life is half over. What have I ever done in my life that was memorable? It's like the midlife crisis. <laughs> and then I say, okay, I'm stuck in my trauma. I cannot, how can I leave a mark in the world if I don't know what my purpose is in life? Yeah. That's usually the point where most people are ready to say, I need to get rid of this trauma. And that's the people I work with. It's amazing. But yeah, we have to get to a point where we say, okay, enough is enough. Right. I wish this point would come sooner for people. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that true? Always this one, one point, this one thought about what legacy am I going to leave? What is it? What is my place in this world? And that's usually yeah. where it starts, where people say, okay, now or never. Because they have to work on that trauma before they exactly. can leave that legacy. And then they are ready. Yeah, and they're ready. They, once they release the trauma, what they want to do in life just automatically comes to the surface. It's incredible <laughs> how many clients I have who suddenly go back to school, who start their own business, who change jobs. Because now they have the courage to do that because they're not limited by the trauma anymore. It's truly fascinating. It sounds like they get an inner confidence in themselves. They always had the confidence within them. It was just buried. It's buried. Yes, exactly. Whatever, any qualities that we want to have are already within us. They're just buried. Yeah. So what is systematic psychology? Somatic psychology? Yeah. Somatic psychology is at the very basic yeah. <laughs> belief that emotional pain can cause physical pain. So which means when we don't heal emotional trauma, it can present itself as fibromyalgia, MS, right. hives, rashes. Yeah can even cause constant migraines, like all kinds of aches and pains that suddenly pop up. The first question should be, have you had trauma in your life? And once we release that trauma, the pain will either get better or release completely. So and that's a connection. Yeah, and so many people deal with pain nowadays. Mm -hmm. Because everything is suppressed and when we're having trauma, especially sexual trauma, it's yeah. not just in our mind, it's in our body. The body remembers. So, and we try not to feel into our body because we remember every touch. And this causes yeah. a trigger, so we try not to feel into it, so we suppress that. But the yeah. trauma is stuck in the body. And the body says, hey, come on, connect with me. I need healing, release that. And we just say, nope, not going to happen. 
So we distance ourselves from our body completely and it says, okay, well, if you don't listen to me, I have to show you. So then we start to have pain. We start to have hives. I mean, everybody's different. So, but anything comes out of the blue or allergies. I was, I met a woman once. She all of a sudden had allergies to almost anything. She had such a frugal diet and it didn't happen until she had lost her twins. So she was pregnant and she miscarried twins. And this was trauma for her because she felt it was her fault. Right. I lost three. I know how it feels, you know, but yeah, but she didn't connect the dots. So all of a sudden she got all those allergies that she never had. And the doctors say, well, that's just how it is. Allergies pop up. No, they don't. Because she was basically punishing herself. And so her body was causing all those allergies to stop taking on the nutrients that the body needs to heal because she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready to forgive herself because she thought it was her fault. Yeah. Wasn't able to release the trauma. That's where the allergies came from. Same with pain. (laughs) So that's somatic psychology. Interesting. Um, so, um, the biggest thing is it's, you got to forgive yourself. Right. One thing that the most important thing that I realized on my journey was that I was holding myself hostage. I was not allowing myself to let it go. And the main reason was because I said, my abusers don't deserve forgiveness and I've never forgiven them. So yes, what happened to me was inexcusable, but I was holding on to the trauma out of anger, out of rage, out of everything they took from me. Right. But with that, I was holding myself hostage. They already moved on with their lives or passed on or who knows what. But I was still in the story, forcing myself to stay in it because I was angry of what I thought I had lost. (laughs) Now, as I started to realize that I was holding myself hostage, I said, okay, I allow myself to let go. Mm-hmm. those men they have no importance in my life they have no purpose in my life they're like the garbage that I take out right and that's when I started to heal and started to feel better and really started to free myself from the incident and that's what trauma survivors really have to understand that they are holding themselves hostage period nothing else they are yeah so did it take several years to go through it? Well, I wish I had future me back then, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. So yes, it took until I was really feeling free and happy. It took really a good 20 years, but it was a constant journey. I mean, trauma healing is not about those groundbreaking moments. No, it's about the little things that make you go, hmm, okay now I get it you know this little right yeah okay I understand this now so this is how I react so let's change that so for example the last boyfriend that I had before I met my husband Mm -hmm. when we were about together for maybe two months there was usually two months three months tops and then I sabotage every relationship (laughs) so yeah 
And he said, when we broke up, he said um, that he had just been married to a woman with mental issues and he didn't want another one in his life. Now, he didn't say that mean. It was really matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful he said that because it made me think. It made me look at myself. Right. And revisit all the relationships. And I realized that I was a pattern. I was always doing the same thing. First, everything was great. And as soon as things got a little more serious, I was sabotaging it. I was clingy, constantly calling. It was the fear of rejection, but at the same time, the fear of letting people too close. Yeah. It was always the vicious cycle. And then I was realizing what I was doing and I was like, okay, this is not who I want to be in a relationship. So I'm not going to have another relationship until I'm happy with who I am. Right. I must have done something, Brad. Three months later, I met my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't planned, but okay. (laughs) So, uh, yes. Yeah, how long have you been married? (laughs) 17 years this year. Wow, congrats. Thank you. I'm still happy. So, what exactly do you do with your clients? Well, first and foremost, I help them to release their trauma. Yeah. I do that by with by using traumatic incident reduction, mm-hmm. which is, in my opinion, the best kept secret in trauma healing world. Everybody has ever heard about EMDR, eye movement desensitization, which was developed around the same time as TIR, traumatic incident reduction, but it got all the bells and whistles. It was studied and everything, so everybody right. knows about that. TIR is also trigger release but it's different it's more like direction of coaching so i ask specific questions so there's a specific outline for every session sequence is the same which means it's predictable which makes it a lot easier for the client to walk through the trauma because they know what's coming every session and I, as a facilitator i ask specific question to gradually bring one trigger after another to the surface and release it Mm-hmm. and we don't stop until there was an emotional release so I don't let my clients go when they're in the middle of a trigger which can sometimes happen with EMDR because you can't really determine if the trigger is really gone or not so right. in TR we are trained to see that to know when a trigger is released and a client is back to a positive feeling and then we end the session and usually with TIR, it's pretty fast, but gentle. So it takes about five to six sessions to release one traumatic incident completely. That that's is just- That's very, that's really quick. It is. And it's really fascinating how- Wow. Fast my clients go through that. They often see emotional results already two sessions in, you know, because they start to release. Yeah. Because the questions are so specific. Right. It's truly amazing. I love this modality. It's fast and it's gentle. And then I continue with coaching. So then we go through the limiting beliefs, the self-sabotaging behaviors, sort of breadcrumbs right. that are left over from the trauma that we took on. So we release those and they start completely changing their lives. It's amazing how they blossom. Huh? <laughs> they change completely. It's, it's Yeah, it sounds amazing. Interesting. So, oh, I love <laughs> um, Do people, do you, most people like 
do it like for a couple months or what? It depends how much trauma there is. Right. So usually I work with people where it's just like me, a lot of trauma. It was just building up over the years because usually it doesn't stop at one. That's sadly how it is. Right. And I don't know, I have, the longest I've worked with a client was eight months. Mm-hmm. And she's doing incredible. Wow. She really so much. It's, That's not that much time compared to our whole life. <laughs> considering you go counseling for years and years and years, sometimes without much progress, you just right. go because that's what people do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Nothing against counseling, no. no. I believe it is the best choice after you got traumatized, but it can only take you so far. For right. some people, that's enough, and I'm so happy for them. But for others who really store the trauma and suppress it, it's difficult to really bring it to the surface unless you know exactly how. And counseling usually doesn't go this deep. No, it doesn't. Yep. So I usually have clients come to me who said I've been through counseling several times and they still don't feel happier than it is. And those are people who are really fed up with it and just want it gone and they have the best results. Yeah, because they're motivated to do the work. Exactly. They're just ready for it. There's a point when you are ready. Yeah. Right. Everything in life you have to be ready for. Exactly. Same with quitting smoking. Unless you're ready for it, you won't quit. Right. Same thing. Or alcohol. Yes. Any addiction, unless you're truly ready. Yeah. You can try as often as you want, and it's going to be... Yes, you can quit, but it will be difficult. It will be a struggle. I was smoking a thing for like five or six years. It wasn't that long. I don't even know why I started. (laughs) (laughs) But there was a point when I said, okay, the cigarette needs me. I don't need a cigarette. Right. I haven't smoked since. And I was like, yeah, almost as long as I've been married. So it was easy because I said, that's it. And I was ready for it. But if I had been, I guess, smoking longer, had more of an addiction, it probably would have been a harder struggle. But when you're ready, there is no struggle because you're ready and you're determined and the rest. Yeah, I I find if you're not, it's it's the same thing with your health. Mm -hmm. If you're, I mean, I was off, I had to get off of gluten, soy, eggs and dairy. And I was at that point, I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And it's been like 10 years and I don't even miss it. So you mm-hmm. get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm going to do anything possible. Right. Right. Yep. But you have to get to the point where you say, now I'm ready. Right. You're ready. Mm-hmm. If you're not ready, then you're going to self-sabotage. Yes. You're going to fight a tooth and nail. <laughs> I was working with clients who were not ready. Yeah. And with what I do, you have to go deep to really bring right. to purpose. But once it's out, it's gone. It's not coming back. This is the beauty of it. But if you're not ready, you're not going deep. You're stopping yourself. And then it's like pulling teeth. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. all right, as much as I want to help you, I'm not the right person for you. Right. Which is also what I'm very honest about with my clients. If I feel we're not the right fit, I tell them and I give them different options and what direction they can go that they may be better suited for. Right. That's the same one. 
Exactly. So many wonderful modalities out there. I just have one of many. <laughs> That's true. I mean, there's so many different things you could do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There's recreational therapy where you use sport and games and, and entertaining yourself in order to release. A friend of mine does that. Or there's yoga. If you feel yoga, you can release trauma with yoga if you feel drawn to yoga. You can use Reiki. You can use acupuncture to release the trauma that's stored in your body. There's so many different ways. You just got to find the right one for you. So how do people like find the right one? Do they just try different ones, you think? That fit? Usually people, when they're ready, they resonate with certain things. Right. And they test it out. So it's yeah. intuitive, really. Or other people try it out. But right. the thing is, usually when people are ready, a lot of times they have been to counseling and have already given up because they say, well, this didn't help me. Then yeah, sometimes you stumble across someone or something that really resonates with you. Right. Like a podcast, for example. Who knows? <laughs> you know, that I say, okay, this sounds amazing. So then I start to research it and look at it and say, okay, I'm going to yeah. try that. And then, of course, I have to find the right practitioner or facilitator therapist to do that because every person is different. So I'm a TIR facilitator, but so are many others. But the way I do, the, what I bring into it is different than what other facilitators bring in, even though we use the exact same system. Right. You know, so it's really... It's super resonating. Exactly. And I always tell people, you always have to do your research before you go to someone. Yes. Just don't, just to, just see what their credentials are and what they're doing and stuff too. That's very true. Because I find <laughs> there's a lot of crazy stuff out there and it's the people aren't credited, <laughs> right? Well, yes and no. Let's say coaches, for example. Yeah. They coach their field because they have a passion for it. Yeah, that's true. Because they have been through it themselves. That's why I do it. And for me, it has always been very difficult in the beginning because people were saying, so are you a social worker? Are you a counselor? I was like, no, I'm a coach. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they thought that I needed those credentials to be you don't credible. Fully, no. No. So it's not always about credentials it's, it's an experience also yes. that's what so I'm you're going to yeah. so I mean, I'm certified in TIR but I wanted to do that I didn't need to but I want to so because I love this modality so much and I wanted to learn as much as I could that's how I am <laughs> yes but as a coach I'm a certified coach so I could do just that and help people through but I wanted to add something else so it really depends on a person so Credentials is not always the most important thing. We we are made believe that this is what you need. You have to be a right. counselor. You have to be a therapist. You have to be a social worker. Yeah. Or right. job. yeah. But, but then again, I'm neither of those things, but I have been through trauma. So I have a very yeah, unique perspective on trauma. You can relate to your clients. Exactly. And I, I think that's what I have a lot of my guests their whole every single one of them 
backstory is that they can relate to the people that they're helping now. Exactly. And this is very important in my opinion. Because you can really relate to the person. Plus, on the other hand, a lot of counselors, social workers, they go into the field because they have been traumatized too. And they want to help someone else, but they haven't really healed their own trauma. That's not they have the risk of getting yeah. triggered. Yeah, that's I'm on the other side. I don't get triggered no matter what story I hear. <laughs> because I know how amazing it feels to be on the other side. So Yeah, I think I think honestly that's what I have a lot of my guests is they're on the other side. And that's what people need to hear. You can get to the other side of whatever you're dealing exactly. with. Health and, issues, uh, trauma, whatever. Exactly. I have heard so many stories. It's <laughs> people would freak out if they hear that, but I'm like, okay, let's go through this. Right. Let's get to the other side because I know how it feels on the other side. So the story to me is not what's important. It's important to me to get them through that. Yeah, because you they need healing. Exactly. And I know both sides. So, which means don't snob the coaches. They know what they're doing. They've been through it. Yeah, I, 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 I think when people hear the word coaches, then they are like, well, okay. <laughs> but I, a lot of coaches, every single coach probably has been through whatever you want to get. Otherwise, I wouldn't do that. Because I was at this crossroad too, was thinking, hmm, do I go yeah. into social work and counseling or yeah. do I go into coaching? And I chose coaching because I'm a Reiki master too. I work with crystals if my clients feel drawn to that. You know, so I bring the spirituality in. As a social worker, I couldn't do that. I would have to work by the book. But as a right. coach, I can really design the program specifically to what my client needs and believes. Which yeah, that's what you get to brain to really bring in the best healing possible. Yeah, I look, that's why I did became a nutritionist. I could have probably done a dietitian, but that's not, I didn't want to want like that, right? Exactly. It's, it's all about you want to bring your what, what you like to do into helping your clients, the exactly. spirituality, whatever. So you have a book. Tell us about your book. Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, it's called Journey to Yourself, How to Heal from Trauma. And it's actually book one of a trilogy. Book two I'm writing right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And it's basically, it begins with my story. And then it turns into a workbook. So basically, I use parts of my story to really pick trauma apart. I demystify it. I look at it from every angle, from the three-dimensional, four-dimensional, fifth-dimensional level, right. and then talk about how what must happen so we can release it. And then I have strategies, exercises, room for notes in the book. So people can really work with the book and understand trauma and start releasing it on their own because really it's not this hard we just have to know what trauma really is and how we can release it and that's what my book does it sounds like it's I like it be, that sounds great because it sounds like it's you're t doing the action instead of just most of the time we just read a book yeah and we don't do anything we don't do the action steps 
right? And there are too many books out there who just talk about trauma, but not very many that really tell you exactly what you can do. I mean, the exercises that I showed are pretty all over the place. It's journaling, it's working through triggers, it's working with your chakras, I look from the spiritual aspect of it, and really give them so many tools. Sometimes to release trauma, we only have to understand what something is or why we do the things we do. And this aha moment already is, can cause a big transformation. And then we release it and then we move to the next piece. And this is what the book basically does, explains it from all sides and really goes deep into detail. I mean, I'm not the person who likes to sugarcoat things. <laughs> so my book is that honest. But it's, I wrote it in a way as if I would talk to a person. So right. there's no big heavy words. It's really conversation style. Right. And yeah, I've heard from a lot of people that really like the way I wrote it. It's easy to understand and it makes so much sense. And they just get so many aha moments from the different aspects of trauma. And I hope it can help many people. It sounds like it's a good, a lot of books are sort of like, they get too much, they get, but it sounds like a nice, easy read. For it people. is. It's not overpowering. It's like, I kept the chapter short. Right. Really down to the basics. No big medical jargon. I know. Uh, yeah, that, it, it's, sometimes the medical jargon, it's a little too much with the book. Yeah. No, I'm I, like, I, I'm writing one right now and I'm like, okay, just get me to the point. Exactly. But I did in my book when I wrote it, I always went back and looked at the chapters I wrote and thought, okay, what questions could come up? Yeah. And then what the person could possibly ask me about this. And then I added it onto the chapter because we know our stuff. <laughs> other people don't. So we have to look at it from how other people would read. Right. Yeah. So because we've moved past it. So we exactly. have to think how we were whatever 10 20 years ago right um i always went back and saw okay what question could possibly be asked and i added this and changed it so i'm hoping that there's no questions open (laughs) but you're doing two more books yes the second one well basically the trilogy is called journey to yourself yeah so it is about this journey so the second book is going to be how to unbecome who you were taught to be Okay. Where I move on from the big trauma to the little trauma, to limiting beliefs, how we were brought up, how we were taught as children. Right. really affects us. You know, like how we were, as children, for example, trained that we have to hug and kiss our family. Yeah. You know, and how this affects us today as adults and as parents. So in this book, I talk about as limiting beliefs. I talk about our upbringing. I talk about how this affects us raising children, how it will affect our children, how it affects our relationship. So I really look at every angle so that we can build a life free of trauma and restriction. So we can really be who we are without everything that we have been taught in that so last century. Yeah. (laughs) Really letting go. And the last book is going to be how to become your true self. 
So basically everything that I ripped apart in the first two books, I'm going to put right. together in the last one. Yeah. And the second one, I hope, will be out by Christmas. Hopefully, if I can get it done in time. Well, that's a good goal to have. Yeah, I have until <laughs> end of May <laughs> to finish it. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. Is but there I'm really excited about it. Yeah. So is there anything else that you haven't shared that you would like to share? Well, what I would really like to share is that there is never a point of no return. There is never a point where we cannot heal from trauma. Mm -hmm. We just have to decide that it's now the time we're ready and get it done. And there is never trauma that's too intense to be healed. We just have to find the right approach the right practitioner, facilitator, therapist, whichever, right. who can work with us. And if one can't, find another. The answer is out there. So don't give up. Wow, you, it's you're so on the point. I would. That's totally me. It's if you if one doesn't work, then try someone else. Exactly, because there is the right person for you. You just got to find them. Yeah. And it's so worth it when you find them. <laughs> it is. I wish I had my, I had someone when I went through my 20 years of healing. Yeah. But yeah. But now I'm glad that I'm able to help others because I can help them go through in a few months and they have a much better life. Right. Because they're free of the trauma. And that's so amazing. That's it's so beautiful to be free of trauma. The freedom that you will feel, it's indescribable. It's a weight lifted off. Yes. Quite some boulders, actually. Boulders, <laughs> weight, mountains. Yes. It's amazing. There's nothing like it, especially because you know you will have to, you have done it yourself. That right. you did this. This in itself is it's a it's a huge accomplishment. Yes, it is. And it feels great because you can do this. You can accomplish anything. That's so true. Well, thank you for coming on. So where can everyone find you? Well, it's been a pleasure to be here. <laughs> it was fun. Um, people can find me on my website, riseaboveyourstory.com. You can find me on Facebook at Sandra Kuz Author. And on Facebook, I do have a Facebook group for women of all ages who would like to heal trauma in an easy way. It's called Release, Reconnect, Realign. And I would love you guys to have you. I would love to have you. And I'll put all of that in the show notes. And thank you so much for sharing your story and your amazing work that you're doing to help people been my pleasure. Ask their trauma. Thanks so much. You're welcome. <laughs>